Hello and welcome back to the Fit Mum podcast. My name is Hannah and in today's episode we have got another Q&A style episode um, whereby the ladies in the Fit Mum project submit their questions to me each week and then I answer them. Um, so let me just get them up. Why do I always do this? I always start the podcast and then don't have the questions up in front of me. So two seconds. Um, okay, here we go. Um, I absolutely loved listening to your podcast this morning on the way back from the school run. Oh, yay. Um, my question is, what is the best way to do the workout before or after eating? Right. Love this question. And there's no like straightforward answer to this. Okay. And it's going to completely depend. And I will give you some examples. So it's going to really depend on like when you're going to be working out and the kind of workout that you're doing. Um, but as you're inside the Fitman Project, then you're weight training because you're doing my workouts and you're training in the best way possible. But so here's the thing, like I would say, if you're someone who is like getting up in the morning, going to do the school run and then coming home to do your workout, eat breakfast, right? Um, because the, the thing is, it's like food is fuel. Um, there's a lot of like crap floating around the internet where like you need to train fasted etc etc and it's not true like if you train fasted i.e like you get up first thing in the morning and train you're not gonna it's not it doesn't magically make you burn fat okay that's absolutely a load of bs um so it's about like making sure that you are fueled for your workout so ideally you do want to be having something to eat and then obviously you do need to allow yourself like an hour half an hour depending on what um what you've eaten before doing a workout so it's really just going to depend on your schedule right if the only time that you can work out is like first first thing in the morning for example so like when I worked out at home I would do my workouts at like five half five in the morning so I'd get up at like quarter to five, I would go downstairs, I'd have a coffee, I'd have a banana, so not something majorly heavy, but a carb supply so that it gave my body energy, right? Um, But again, not like a big bowl of oats that's then going to take my body a long time to digest because I needed to get on and do my workout quite quickly after like getting up. So I feel like this answer isn't that helpful. But like now, I get up in the morning, I don't go to the gym until after the school run, um, if not maybe later on in the afternoon. So I will have a big bowl of oats when I eat breakfast with my daughter. Um, and then by the time I get to the gym, anytime from half nine onwards, I'm, I'm good to go. If, I, if I'm if i going, um, say for example, I'm going, I don't know, maybe like 11, um, then I would, I'll normally have like a snack mid morning, which will generally be like a protein bar. So again, that's got like a good carb source in it. You've got, you've got to think about, um, your fuel is like carb is your energy source. Okay. So you want to be eating some kind of carby food. That doesn't mean, I don't mean like starchy carbs, but like a carb source, um, before you go and do your workout, cause that's, what's going to fuel it. So I hope that helps. Um, if you've got any more questions around this, then obviously feel free to pop it in the group and I'll go into a little bit more detail depending on what your actual routine is. But I would just say like, don't overthink it. Um, and it's going to really depend. So like if I'm going in the afternoon, then I will, of course, I'll have lunch and then give myself an hour before I go. Um, but the most important thing is that if you have something big, you, you give your body a chance to digest it. Okay. But please don't feel like, get the notion out of your head that you need to like do um, 
workouts fasted because it's it's going to be better results wise it's not especially if you're weight training because you want to be able to be pushing yourself to failure in which case you're going to be needing some kind of fuel in your body okay so i hope that helps um another question is it better to do more reps with a lower weight or high weight with less reps I love this question because I feel like, again, there is so much BS out there. Um, And I get it, like women, a lot of women don't necessarily wanna look bulky. And I 100% understand that. And the thing is, is it takes a hell of a lot to get bulky. Like I posted a picture on my Instagram this morning. It has took me four years to grow a bum. Now, don't get me wrong. I, it's not like I was like dead set focused for the last four years on growing a bum and it's took me that long. But what I'm saying is to actually grow muscle takes a lot longer and a lot more effort than what you think. Um, I'm going off track on the question, aren't I? But it's really going to depend. There, there is no like, in order to, to tone muscle, you need to grow muscle, right? So you need to build muscle. Now, the, the difference is, is that if you're doing lower weight and more reps, you run the risk of training more for like muscle endurance rather than muscle strength, okay? And what you wanna do if you're wanting to tone up is you wanna grow muscle. So you need to be training for muscle strength, right? And the ideal rep range for hypertrophy, which means muscle growth, is between 10 and 12, right? So you wanna be picking a weight where the 12 reps feels hard, okay? And, and, and obviously as you progress, that's gonna, that's gonna increase. And then when you're training more for like strength, um, you're, you might see workout plans where they're saying doing six to eight, and that's when you can really up the, um, the amount of weight that you're lifting because you're doing lower reps. So when I train in the gym now, because I have got access to heavier weights, right? I've got machines, I've got bigger dumbbells, I've got barbells, all of that. I generally tend to use a lower rep range anywhere between six to 10. Um, and I focus more on lifting heavier weights. Now, when you work out from home, the majority of the time, you're going to have a very limited access to what weight you've got, okay? So that's why, like, you'll generally tend to see, like, home workouts, especially if they're done by me, will have a rep range of between, like, 10 to 12, because the likelihood is that you're going to have a weight available at home where you can do between 10 and 12 reps and, and make it feel hard. If you only did six, then the likelihood is that because you're going to have smaller weights, you're not going to be training in the right rep range to get the results that you want. I hope that makes sense. Um, but it's not a case of, oh, the way to tone up is to do higher reps and lower weight. And at the end of the day, we're all busy people. The last thing you want to be doing is having to do 25 reps on each exercise three times. That's going to take you a hell of a lot of time. Um, I like you, you want to be kind of doing your workouts as effectively as possible in the shortest amount of time. So in answer to, to the question really simply, you ideally want to be doing lower reps and higher weights, okay? Um, Next question. Um, I'm always after tips on snacks slash lunches to have in my lunchbox for high protein. Already have a baby bow and a pepperami. Um, Okay, lunches. I am a big fan of like bread related lunches, whether that is a wrap or a pita bread. Like I'm literally obsessed with getting um, like chicken, even if it's from like the frozen section, you know, like the breadcrumbed chicken strip things. 
um, cooking them in the oven and then putting them in a pita bread with a bit of lettuce and mayo and, and cheese. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of like bread related lunches, just especially if you're going to be putting them in a lunchbox to take with you. It's so easy. Like you can make a sandwich. And I think the, the idea is, is like, don't overthink it. Cheese, ham, chicken, right? They're all tuna. They're all great things to like put in a sandwich Like you don't have to overcomplicate, oh, overcomplicate your lunches. Um, snack wise, Things like, I know you've already said like pepperamis and baby bells, you can tell you're one of my clients. Um, Greek yogurt, um, dried fruit. It's not necessarily like protein, but it's quite a good thing for like a sweet tooth. Nuts are a great thing to put in your lunchbox as well. Just be careful of the quantity because they're quite, um, they're, they're quite a calorie dense food. But again, they're a great thing to like snack on. And also, I think the key thing to think about as well is that although like protein is really, really important, if you've made yourself like a decent sandwich, for example, it's got a decent amount of chicken in or it's got a decent amount of tuna, or you've done a, done a really sensible thing and combined the two and put chicken and cheese or ch- tuna and cheese in your sandwich, for example, for like a double boost of protein, um, like don't forget about like fruit, okay, or vegetables. So like putting carrot sticks in there, especially if you're someone that gets quite hungry, like you'll be able to eat like a larger volume. You'll be able to have a bigger lunch if you pack it out with like fruit and veg, like carrot sticks, um, cucumber, stuff like that. You'll be able to eat a larger volume for the amount of calories. But again, like things like almonds are quite good nuts for being quite high in protein. Um, If you want to be a bit posh, edamame beans have I said that right um there is a lot and I think the key thing is is like don't get sucked into the marketing of things being like protein 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 because actually a lot of the time if you look on the back of the ingredients they're not actually as high in protein as like some other things but if you've made yourself a decent sandwich with like whole grain bread um or like a whole grain pitta or wrap or whatever, you're going to be getting like a really decent lunch in there. And then it's just about putting like the picky things in to, to tide you over. So I hope that that helps. I just would say don't don't overthink these things. And then the final question, which again, I love this question and I will answer this till I am blue in the face. Um, okay, the question is, I go on holiday the end of the year, so I want to look my best. Is there any exercises you can recommend for the mum tum? I cannot stress this enough you can there is no exercise that is gonna in in inverted commas get rid of your mum tum okay the 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 mum tum is essentially body fat that is stored on your stomach area or if you're like me you've had a c-section and they basically like and caused you to have this pouch of fat right which i have been trying to get rid of for years um and it's really hard and it's like they've just sewn me up a bit dodgy. Any other C-section mums might relate to this. But but what I'm getting at is, is your mum tum is essentially a pocket of body fat, right? And also it's really important to understand that every single woman will carry at a certain amount of body fat on her lower stomach because it is there to protect your female reproductive organs, okay? It's just naturally where we will hold fat. And obviously every single person is different. Some people will have a slightly bigger, um, a slightly bigger amount of, of fat that they hold there and others won't, right? And it's not because that person has done a certain sit up to get rid of it. That's just how their body is. Um, but essentially the way that you reduce 
your body fat on your stomach area is the way that you reduce body fat on any area of your body and that is to be eating in line with your goals and if your goal is fat loss then you need to be eating in a calorie deficit okay and you can't choose unfortunately I know it's annoying exactly where your body is going to lose fat from first you just have to be consistent and over a period of time your body will lose body fat from the areas but you have to be consistent and you have to be patient you can't choose where it happens um now of course doing like core exercises and ab exercises they're two different things by the way um are gonna obviously help with building up your core strength okay but unless you reduce the body fat that's sitting on top of your abdominal muscles you will never ever see them so like and I used to fall for this trap years ago, like thinking, oh, I've just got to do this certain sit-up routine and that's going to get rid of the, the body fat on, on my stomach. And it doesn't work. Yeah, you're building up the muscle underneath, but if you, but you need to get rid of the layer of fat on top. And that takes a hell of a lot of effort, right? And it's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm never going to be fussed about having a six-pack because the amount of work that it would take and the amount of restriction it would cause on my life is... It's just not worth it for me. And even if I got there, I would never be able to maintain it, okay? Like, don't get me wrong, my stomach has always been one of the key areas of my body that I haven't liked, even before having a baby and having a C-section. Um, it was always like my my area that like I just didn't love. I've always just been the kind of person that if ever I've put on weight, I, I it instantly goes to my stomach. You know how some people, it might instantly go to your hips or your bum or your legs. Like, mine is my stomach, um, and the only way that I have reduced that is by eating in a calorie deficit. And I know that that might not be what you want to hear. And like, of course, I've been doing ab work throughout this time. And underneath, I've built up, you know, a really strong core now. But the point is, unless I reduce completely the body fat on my stomach, you're never really going to see that. Okay, so what I want you to take away from this is you just have to keep doing what you're doing with your with focusing on eating in line with your goals um, and being in a calorie deficit and the mum time and in inverted commas will eventually reduce. And then as you're working out, obviously, you're going to be training the muscles. So you're going to be building up the muscle underneath and you do the two things combined together and you will start to see that the results that you want. Okay, so that's all for the questions this week. I hope that you have found this helpful. If you're listening to this and you're not in the Fit Mum Project, um, but your goal right now is weight loss, then I will put the link to my free checklist so that you know exactly what it is that you need to do in order to not just lose the weight, but actually get long-term results from it. I'll pop the link in the show notes. Um, And as always, if you found this useful, then please feel free to share it um, or leave me a review. And yeah, I just hope that you've enjoyed this episode. It's currently Friday as I'm recording this. So I hope you have the best weekend and I will speak to you soon.